Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for pastors and church leaders. This is Andrew Cook. It's good to be with you again. Christian Basics, Dr John Hall brings us more on salvation. As we continue our Christian Basics series for new and untaught believers looking at the Bible's teaching on salvation, you may recall that we said conversion contains two ingredients. The first is repentance and we've already covered that so here on Serving Today we'll begin looking at the second which is saving faith. Dr John Hall is helping us again and when Derek French spoke with him, he asked him to give us a definition of what saving faith really is. Before I do that, Derek, let me say that both parts, repentance and faith, are so closely linked in conversion that you must, you must have them both. They're like two sides of the same coin. The coin is conversion, in other words, becoming a Christian. And the person who becomes a Christian repents, turns from his sin, but also turns in faith to God for salvation. Now, let's define this faith. Once more using that Westminster Shorter Catechism definition, faith in Christ is how it starts. Faith has an object you trust in Jesus Christ. Faith in Christ is a saving grace. That is, it's a gift from God. Derek, please read Ephesians 2 verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. You see, faith in Christ is a saving grace, and the definition goes on, whereby we receive and rest upon him alone for salvation, as he is offered to us in the gospel. We receive Jesus dying on the cross for sinners, and rising again to demonstrate that he had saved. We rest on Jesus to make us right with God for our sins to be forgiven. And we don't trust or rest on anything else. It's on him alone as he is offered to us in the gospel. And rest on him alone for salvation, it says the definition. It's not Christ plus our church ritual or Jesus and our experience, but Jesus alone as offered to us in the gospel. In the Bible, there are promises. That's what it means by offered to us in the gospel. And we rest on those promises. Like the one, for instance, in John's gospel, where it says in John 6 and verse 40, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. It's that promise, you see, that says, My soul, I look to Christ. And I know that God has promised that he will raise me up on the last day. It's believing in him, believing in Christ that we're dealing with in this program. Remember, if you lack faith, ask God for it, for he gives it as a gift. Derek, could you now read for us 1 Peter 1 and verse 1? Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Saviour Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. It's a gift, isn't it? It is a gift. That's right. You see, God had given them a precious faith in Christ. 
And so if you haven't got that faith, may God grant that to all our listeners. John, can we, if you like, unpack this a bit and look Mm. at the different constituents which go together to make up true saving faith? We did that with repentance. Well, with, with this faith, what's the first thing? The first thing, Derek, is that you know the truth. It's faith in something. It's not faith in anything which saves. So you need to know the truth concerning God, concerning Jesus Christ, and your own need, which is why we spent so long in these programs on these issues. Derek, please could you read Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 6. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So you need to be convinced of the truth and you must believe in the one true God who has revealed himself in creation and the Bible. You must believe that he really does exist and that he rewards those who earnestly or diligently seek him. And what's the truth concerning the Lord Jesus Christ that we must know about, John? Well, Paul sums it up like this in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 3. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. It's important that you know the historical facts about Jesus. He's God's Son from heaven. He was made man, just as the Old Testament Scriptures had promised. And then he died to save died for our sins, and he rose again, just as the Old Testament scriptures had promised. And then Paul says in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 15, this you believe. That's something of the truth you must believe and rest on, that God is there, that he rewards those that diligently seek him, that he sent his son to die for sin and to rise again. Well, that's knowing the truth, John. What's the next element in true saving faith? You see it to be true. You know the facts about Jesus. You see them as objectively and absolutely true. Not a myth, not lies, not a legend, but historical facts which actually happened in our world. And that unless you trust him alone, you are lost. Let's look at some Bible verses which speak of this believing in Jesus. Once more, we'll start with that familiar verse in John 3 and verse 16 and then John 3 and verse 18 that Derek will read to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. God gave... Life comes through believing. Unbelief means you are already condemned and God's wrath is on you. Derek, please read John 3 now, verse 36. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. This seeing the truth about Jesus is a matter of eternal life or death. You see, therefore, that it's true. And to reject Jesus, in other words, to reject the truth about Jesus, means God's wrath is already on you. And so you see that Jesus is the only one who can secure your forgiveness of sins. Derek, 
Please read Acts 10 and verse 43. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So you see, believing produces forgiveness of your sins. So you see that truth too. You also see the truth that accepting Jesus, believing in Jesus, accounts you as being righteous before God. God views you as righteous. Would you read Romans 3 and verse 22? This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. So these are the facts that you must see as being true. That God is there, that Christ has come and died and risen again, and that through believing in him you can have forgiveness of sins and be made right with God. Well, that's two things, John. We need to know the truth and we need to see it to be true. What's the next ingredient of true saving faith? You must trust your whole person to the truth that is in Christ. Before we look at some scriptures, let me give you a vivid illustration. You have an incurable disease. Say you have AIDS, which you know is going to kill you. And someone tells you there's a tablet which will help you, which will cure you. You believe what they say is true. First of all, you have information about the tablet. Then you accept that information as being true. And so you go and look for the tablet. And the doctor gives you it. There at last you have it in your hand. Beautiful blue tablet. You look at it and think it's wonderful, beautiful, lovely. But is that sufficient to cure you? You laugh and say, well, of course not. It'll do him no good at all if it's still in his hand. He must take the tablet. He must swallow it to benefit from it. He must take it. He must trust himself to the tablet to cure him if he's ever to be cured. It'll do him no good at all, however beautiful it looks in his hand. So it is with faith that saves you. You're trusting yourself and your destiny to this person, the Lord Jesus, who literally saves you from eternal death and hell. Well, let's look now at some scriptures which illustrate that. Derek, please could you read Romans 10 verses 9 to 13. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, Anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Notice there you confess Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart the truth about Jesus, you confess with your mouth and you're saved and you believe and are justified. He reworks that in a, a cross-like structure. You in your heart trust Christ and confess. You tell others that Jesus is Lord. For instance, you can do it in baptism and you do it for the rest of your life as a Christian. And if you personally call on the Lord Jesus Christ to save you, he does. If you trust in him, you will be saved because it says there quite clearly in the scriptures, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm. Derek, Please read two more examples of this for us from John 5 and 24 and Acts 16, 31. 
the one from John 5 first. In mm. verse 24 we read, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Death to life. Be sure you do that. Make that crossing now. And Acts 16 now, 30 and 31. He then brought them out. This is the jailer, isn't it, at Philippi, mm. where Paul and Silas were in prison. He brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Remember, as you teach these precious truths about saving faith in Christ, that it's always good to ask those you minister to if this is true of them. This is not to undermine their profession of faith, but instead to strengthen it. We also need to remember that not all who profess to be Christians actually have saving faith. So this would be a further opportunity to encourage them to truly believe in Christ. Gentleness and spiritual discernment and wisdom are needed as we do this, so that like a gardener gently nurtures young seedlings, we will also nurture these new believers. Well, this brings to a close this edition of Serving Today. This is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May God grant us grace and wisdom as we serve his people. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can now send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Until next time, goodbye.